Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me are my co-host, Ian. What's up? Joseph. Yellow. Jehu. Cacao! <laughs> <laughs> Sticking with it. Sticking with it. it. Here for our first uh, topic episode in a while, we're going to do a director showdown for two very kind of like stylized cult directors, Edgar Wright. And Danny Boyle. Are they cult directors? They're I think both they're pretty commercially I think they're successful. Cult in that they have like hardcore fanboys. That's like yeah. that people come to see. Yeah, them. yeah. They, they definitely they started word. it as independent guys, and they could have easily stayed that. That's yeah. probably true. They're not yeah. like blockbuster guys. I think they're yeah. more niche people. I, I do. I will say, you know, one of the things I think. In our past episodes that we've done, we have rated people pretty hard based on like the different types of movies that they made. You know, gen- generally favoring people who are more versatile versus less. Uh, these two guys have never made the same movie. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they, they very much go out of their way to take very different projects on. So I think it'll it should be an interesting comparison. I'm excited. I like them both. They're uh, both British, right? Who do we want to start with? Yeah. yeah. Would you which one do I have it? I have it written down. Edgar Wright first. Let's go Edgar Boom. first. Sure. So Edgar Wright. I didn't write down any of his fucking books. He's from stuff. London. Yeah, he has a boring life story before becoming a director. Right. Very as English. most people do, yeah, very English. Uh, most famous before he started doing films for a British sitcom called Spaced that uh, starred Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Have you ever tried watching Spaced? I it's terrible. I I I see. I don't even know because I mean the combination with how thick the accents are yeah. and my shitty fucking hearing. I just couldn't tell. What was I going on. just did not enjoy the style mm-hmm. of humor of right the show. On. I gave it two episodes. Like I've I got, never tried. I got it. other things to do with my people who I really respect like it a lot, but I I couldn't make it happen. Fair enough. But uh, definitely that first TV show will influence a lot of the further things yep, because right. uh, he's established a strong working relationship with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and. Mm-hmm. Several other recurring people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a guy who's famous for uh, very quick humor, like very quick jokes. He does right. a lot of visual gags. There's a lot of quick cuts. He uses his transitions really well. Uh, very. We'll talk about some of the, the better visual gags, but he's uh, one of the few directors that really utilizes uh, going from point A, like one scene to the next scene really well. Uh, there's a great video essay. I might link it in the thing if I remember in our description. Uh, we well, mentioned that you have to now. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I can just cut that out. Who knows? And one of the other things that I think I wanted to make sure we touch on, he really likes to tell you what he's going to do so that you can come back. It's, it's one of those things where all of his movies heavily reward you for repeat viewings. All, all, all of his screenplays are very screenplay Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And usually when I say that's, that's a bad thing, but he uses it to his advantage. Yep. Uh, so the first one, and, and arguably still possibly his best one, uh, the the beginning of the Cornetto trilogy, uh, Shaun of the Dead in two thousand four, again starring Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Simon Fe- yeah, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. It's a uh, you know a, a zombie parody, specifically based on the name and other things, uh, a parody of Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently George Romero loved the shit out of this movie. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it's got Simon Tegg, uh, Nick Frost, uh, Peter Serafinowicz who, as yeah. their roommate, yeah. uh, Bill Nighy, a couple other folks. I what? fucking love this movie. Yeah, yeah this it's, is a fucking it's, great movie. It's, it's my of, favorite movie of his right off the bat. Yeah. I, yeah. It's funny because when we were talking about what You've direct- got red on you. <laughs> when we were talking about what directors we were going to do, I, you know, I like it when there's a reason for them to sort of match up. And I can remember after this came came out, he did an essay on why he thinks it's dumb when zombies run. And I think he was I think he was talking more about the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead because they yep. came out in similar times. But it did also seem like there was a dig in there, maybe to twenty eight days later. Well, so. they came out two weeks apart, and I was was reading that uh, there's a. Uh, a bit in there where someone gets reprimanded for using the word zombies, right. which could be a knock at other movies for not using the word zombies, right. but a lot of people take it as specifically a knock at Danny Boyle because when people ask him about 28 Days Later, he's like, it's not a zombie yeah, he's movie. very right. adamant. Yeah. Yeah. Not I mean, it's not a movie about the undead, but that is 100% a zombie Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this is, I mean, to me, this is either this or, or uh, well, we'll get to it, but this is, Top two for me, for sure. Yeah, it's it, great. It kind of vacillates. One of my favorite bits in this movie is it's got the early morning. Is he like hungover walk or just like normal, like kind of groggy? Like tired. Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like a yeah. one long shot from him out of his yep. apartment down to like the corner store to get, you know, whatever bullshit he gets and then walking back. And then they do that exact same shot. 
after the the zombie apocalypse mm. happens and like everything is torn to shit, but he's like too groggy and like not awake to notice. It's amazing. Well, I think this is a really great movie. You're talking about some of kind of like the Edgar Wright tropes, yeah. like the foreshadowing, the physical humor, the gags. This is like all the best versions of Absolutely. all of that. Yeah. The scene where they're throwing the records at the zombie and uh, they have to like they're like <laughs> like the Batman soundtrack. No, 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 not that one. Oh yeah, when when he uh, when when he specifically makes him not throw uh, Stone Roses uh, yeah. second helping that that's that that spoke to me. It's, it's a great movie. Way I think this, better. This than kind of put out his playbook and then he kind of followed through on the rest of well, it. At least for the rest of the Cornetto trilogy yep. for, sure. for sure. Like I I'm not super into zombie movies. I seem to like zombie parodies more than this in the last episode we talked about how much I fucking love Zombieland and I also fucking love this yeah. movie. I do realize why we we got into a bit of I don't know if we got into a bit of a craze after or during this mm. movie. But I realized we had 28 Days Later in, like, 2001, and then the new Dawn of the Dead and this movie in 2004. Right. Those are four of the best, or three of the yeah. best zombie movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did that kick off a zombie craze, or did something That's what kick I that off before, and I'm this not was sure. continuing that? Because, yeah. you know, The Walking Dead is the culmination. Yes. But and that it, ruined it. it, yeah. really, it <laughs> to me, really feels like the Dawn of the Dead is, like... The yeah, but that was so or... much earlier, you know. No, 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 no. I mean, the Zack new Snyder's. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I think that twenty eight days later, I can't think of another zombie movie like a '90s zombie movie yeah. that came out before that. So, I mean, George Romero's made like seven hundred of yeah. them. I'm sure right, like four I, of them were in the '90s. Right, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, it, as uh, you succinctly said, Ian, it's uh, it's very much the early introduction to the uh, the Edgar Wright playbook. Yeah. yeah. That we will see more in a, a pretty direct sequel. Also, in well, not sequel, but you know, spiritual sequel. Spiritual sequel. Yeah. Uh, Hot Fuzz. Great movie. Also fantastic. Second part of the I don't know, you know, it's called the Cornetto trilogy, which is kind of like it's it's a ice cream yeah. treat right. in England. I don't know why it's called yeah, that. Well, I know why, there does anyone it? know that? No, I don't. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> you know, each one is based on a specific flavor with a specific color of the wrapper, <laughs> but like it's still don't know why it's based on the ice cream cone. Uh this movie is freaking hilarious. I actually think this one may be funnier. Than Shaun of the Dead, I just prefer Shaun of the yeah, Dead as yeah. a movie. It's it's not as like it's not as like groundbreaking. I guess yeah. it doesn't. But it's I think it's I think it's a tighter movie. The jokes, man, they all fucking land. So, so some of the same cast: Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, I mean, Martin Freeman, yeah. yep. Bill Nye, yep, um, Timothy Dalton, Timothy yeah. Dalton, oh, yeah. who is, is perfectly ta- cast in this for the twist and then the twist. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely. Know, you know, uh, Jim Broadbent, Olivia Coleman, Stephen Merchant, Kate Blanchett in a, a completely uncredited, useless role, <laughs> literally just for the fun of it. Yeah. That's maybe my favorite scene in the whole fucking. It's movie possibly too. the best. It's one of the best gags. Yeah. For you know, it's like it's an inside baseball gag. Yeah. You know, like it's it's not for the movie. It's right. for yeah. people who are looking at the credits after right, the movie. Right. Now I just want to watch Hot Fuzz again. Yeah, yeah. no, that's what's going to happen as we go through <laughs> a lot of this list, I think. Definitely better than Transformers. Uh, yes. Yeah, it, it's... And it's more cop. He's a cop. I mean, so yeah, what the, would you describe this so, movie so as? While, while the Mystery? Well, no, well, it, I mean, while the Shaun of the Dead was his take on zombie movies, this is his take on 80s cop movies. Okay. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's funny because it, it, for a long time, it plays a lot more like a mystery than... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. longer than you think it does. Yeah. Uh, but then when it goes balls to the wall on action, it goes balls to the wall on action, which is great because you Nick Frost's character is, you know, kind of also on a meta thing is is like super into action. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like living out his fantasies. It's a it's a really solid. Movie. And, and there there's like there's like a twist, you know, of, you know, because I mean, I think what's great about this is they never make the characters like not capable, even though they're in this really like overblown silly situation uh like simon pegg's character is never not like super capable and the humor is based around that so there's times you're like is he the only guy who knows knows what's going on or is he just overthinking this situation and there's sort of like he turns out to be right but then he's not right and then there's a way sillier twist yeah yeah (laughs) and it and what's great is there's fucking there, there's fucking clues to both of them. Yep. Yeah, that. absolutely. Like it's not like it's not earned. Yeah, so. uh, and I will say we, one of the things we didn't, I guess we didn't talk about is Shaun of the Dead or this one. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, despite being a zombie film, is mostly about Shaun, who's kind of a deadbeat, a I mean, deadbeat, right, yeah, a yeah. deadbeat who's trying to win back the love of his life yep. during the zombie apocalypse by being a hero and semi succeeds. Right, semi doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, and then Hot Fuzz is uh, he's Sergeant Angel, who is yeah. by far the best uh, the best policeman in London. And he's so good that his superiors sent him to a tiny you know nothing town to make so that they can look better by comparison when he's gone. Uh, and then he uncovers you know a larger plot. But the, the thing about both of these movies, as silly as they are, they're bo- they're both pretty like they have solid emotional beats. Yeah, to no, them. they do. Yeah. Uh, like the the thing with with Sean and his mother in Shaun of the Dead yep. is really great, and Hot Fuzz like all the relationships in Hot Fuzz I think are really great. He, he's good about like he doesn't lose the heart, and you know there's mystery, mm-hmm. there's action, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in these movies. You well, know and, what I mean? And I tell you what, they both have spots where it stops being a comedy for a few seconds and gets fucking real. Yeah, for you sure. Know, when they when they drag the guy out of the pub in Shaun of the Dead, it's like, oh shit, this is scary and gross. Uh-huh. And and in this, like when he uncovers the conspiracy. It's ridiculous, but it's also like it's kind of like frightening. It's like, oh shit, he doesn't have a way out of this. Yeah. He's yep. fucked. Yep. Yeah, I think these two I think are a little stronger than the third one. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. that in yeah. a little bit. But yeah. in between, there's uh arguably one of possibly the most comic book movie ever made. Yeah. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Great fucking movie. I, I fuck. I fucking love everything about this movie. I love the movie itself. I also love just the time. Sure. And uh, I can remember, you know, living the life. It was during the time when everyone at the theater would show up and watch previews. And I just remember this one was like a peak where like literally everyone showed up and everyone had a good time. And you kind of forgot which people were assholes and you just all had a good time together. And I really liked this movie it, a lot. Isn't that what movies are all yeah, about? I mean, really. Bringing really, people together. It really brought people <laughs> together. I get really happy thinking about this movie and that time whenever I do. But also, it's totally made for me. It's about fucking, you know... Uh, 8-bit video games and geekery, and I fucking love it. Yeah, if you love indie music, video games, comic books... This is like the perfect tribute to oh, all of it's those. It's catnip for for hipsters. Yeah, yeah. I, also the <laughs> also the fucking uh, the sound the fake soundtrack to it's this is fucking awesome. great, dude. They yeah. we will yeah. talk about that. Uh, so, Ma- Michael Sarah, so, right? So this is the the first real break from his original cast. Yeah, this right. is an adaptation. It's an it's a it's an adaptation. It's uh, mostly American versus yeah. you know it, everything else has is, has been and mostly is set in uh, in Britain. Uh, yeah, Michael Sarah, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kieran Culkin, uh, Anna Kendrick, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Brie Larson, Brandon Routh, Allison Pill, Jason Schwartzman, Chris Ed Evans. Chris, great. Oh, I didn't even great, write down Chris man. Evans. Great yeah. cast. It's a great cast. And almost everybody in it right after this became a fucking star. Yeah, that's also, the amazing also, part. Also, they're all superheroes Chris, now, too. Chris Evans plays such a caricature of the characters that Chris Evans had been playing right, yeah. in yeah. this movie. It's it was great. almost like his sign-off. Yeah. It, it almost like, was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, do this as best I can at the end, and then I'm done with it. I'll never go anywhere without my stunt team. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite... <laughs> God, he's so good. Uh, uh, one of my favorite things, uh, you, you talk about the soundtrack, yeah. is... Uh, we get a, we get a little nod to you know for those who are unaware Brie Larson started her career as kind of a Britney Spears knockoff right. trying to sell pop songs which was very unsuccessful if right. you look them up on YouTube they are not enjoyable that clash at Demonhead but song is fucking it's awesome fucking yeah. awesome and it, so it's a real song and it's it's metric I think metric is the band. yeah yeah, yeah. And who if you have satellite radio and ever listen to the to the fucking Canadian stations on there they play metric every third fucking song <laughs> I've, I've, I like her ver- I like Brie Larson's version better. Right. The actual metric song. I love this movie. Yeah, it's this, really, really. It great. makes me ho- so happy just even sitting here talking. About yeah. It. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, even things simple things like like little audio clips. Yep. that'll happen. Like, and when scene changes, mm-hmm. it'll be like you know the coin grabbing sound effect mm-hmm. from Super Mario or something. Yeah, right. I, uh, now you, I feel like you and Hot Fuzz. I need to watch this movie I, when I, I go home. I, I, <laughs> have you ever seen it? No, I have. I'm saying yeah. I want to watch it again. Yeah. It's one of the. It was maybe the first time that a movie based on a comic was better than the comic. Yeah, because the the second half of this is a lot tighter than the second half of the uh, Scott Pilgrim comic. So yeah, it's which it's is crazy because it departs dramatically. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, well, because they graphic it started novel? in the yeah, it, and it's there like were six volumes, manga. and they wow. started making this movie in the middle. You know, so they you know he knew where it was going, but the second half of it was real. The first half of it is pretty much just note for note the first three volumes of the comic. Also, every time I watch this, I, you might be the only person who remembers this guy, but Jason Schwartzman character is Jason Myers to me. One hundred percent. I cannot. I cannot but, distinguish. But that. capable, like you know, Jason Myers, <laughs> a, a fucking dumpster fire. 
Absolutely. Um, better than Transformers. Better than Transformers. Much better. I will say much uh, better than Transformers. I will say the wife pointed out something that that uh, in and she's recently been catching up on her back catalog. We did not bring this up in our rom com episode, despite the fact that it is at its heart very oh, much very, a rom com. Yeah, that's, that's that's a good true. point. It's it's got a lot of other things going on, but the romance is kind yeah. of the central plot line. Secretly, my favorite character, Knives Chow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knives is so likable. Yeah, and she's fucking right. Well, about, she's supposed to, all the time. She's supposed to be the one he ends up yeah. with at the end, but apparently, test audiences hated it. So, really? Oh, no. so, yeah. so they switched the ending. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, this one's probably my favorite. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. This one and Shaun of the Dead, to me, are, are the strongest yeah, ones. Yeah, they're great. And that brings us, actually, in between Scott Pilgrim and the end of the Cornetto trilogy, apparently he co-wrote uh, The Adventures of Tintin with Steven Spielberg. Weird. Mm. I thought Peter Jackson co-wrote. He also co-wrote it. I never watched one second of this. It is okay. Yeah, it's, it's actually a decent movie. Yeah, I mean, it's better than Transformers. That's a CGI movie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never saw that either. And um, it... it it's like a really good use of CGI and like motion capture yeah. in it too. But. And then yeah, to, to then the the conclusion of the Cornetto trilogy with uh, is it World's End or at World's End? The World's End. The World's End. I think it's The World's End. The World's, the World's End. End. A movie about a bunch of high school friends getting back together in the hometown for one last big bender down their their biggest you know their favorite things bar go for awry. yeah and things go very much awry yeah because they go to five bars right and then they end at the world's end I it's think a, it's more than five I can't oh, remember I can't they do right. like a bar hopping but yeah. it's yeah. a bar crawl yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the same people that have been in you yeah. know right. it's kind of like a reunion Nick Frost Simon Pegg Martin's back in it Peter six years difference from Hot Fuzz so they had taken a big break right now. yeah yeah I I know this one gets trashed on a lot. I think it's underrated. I like World's End I think a lot. It, I, think, uh, it, I think it is enjoyable. It's just the bar, I think, was so high. Yes. I, I think also what hurt this in people's mind is that uh, that movie that was just like it. It came, came out exactly at the same yeah. time. Yeah, what was the name of the movie with all the Franco people? I mean, it, it was oh, like yeah. World's End. Yeah. And it was like yeah. the end of the world. It was like yeah, a yeah. similar thing. Yeah. And they they yeah, were yeah. like basically a similar name, similar yeah. story. Yeah. And it was the funnier of It was the yes. funnier movie. Yeah. But. But, but this is not a bad movie. I, th- I do think you're right. The yeah. timing of the movie probably hurt it more. Because yeah. I think if you put this movie on right now, you would have a good time right. watching Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Also another Bond appearance. Pierce Brosnan's yep, in Pierce Brosnan's in it. Uh, Roseman Pike. Yep. I don't remember her in it. but Which I like. Yeah. No, she's a pretty big role in this movie. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of this. I've only seen it once. I think this movie came out when we were all living the life. I yeah, we I think so. Yeah, this is the one that came out when we were yeah. all. This living might the life. this might have actually been appropriately at the end of, of my time living right, the yeah. life. I'm still saying better than Transformers. No, it's definitely oh, better. Yeah, than yeah, Transformers. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think there's yeah. anything on this list that's worse than Transformers. That's fair, definitely. Uh, that brings us well, actually. The infamous omission here <laughs> is the Ant-Man movie that Edgar Wright uh, wrote yeah. and started uh, directing yeah. and that we never got. Yeah. Uh, Which, fi- I mean, he was the first director signed by Marvel. Absolutely. A yep. long, long time ago. Yeah. And this, um, that was his passion project. Yep. It got picked up by Peyton Reed when he left. And Ant-Man is a fine movie, but man, what what would it have been, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely it seems like his influence is still on that he, Well, there definitely yeah. seems that you feel like our Edgar Wright yeah. scenes. Yeah. Well, yeah. you talk about like the physical gags. Yeah. Like the idea of a small dude in big objects plays perfectly to how Absolutely. Edgar Wright yeah, does yeah. his movies. And I think you see with Ant-Man and Wasp how much... I think his influence, because Ant-Man is so much better than Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah. It just shows you, I think, his hands were on that one and they were not on the second one. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the like the Pez dispenser scene in Ant-Man and the Wasp is 100% something Edgar Wright would have done. Yeah. Mm, right. But yeah, so that brings us to his most recent movie, which is Baby Driver, which... Excellent film. Fucking great. Stars Ansel Elgort, who, again, I don't know why he's in Hollywood, but he's uh, he's in this movie. Right. Uh, yep. Kevin Spacey, which was immediately a regrettable casting. <laughs> right. uh, John Hamm. Jamie Foxx, John Barenthal, uh, Lily James, and John Hamm, yeah. who's phenomenal. Oh, God, he's so, he's so good <laughs> in this movie. Uh, yeah, this, uh, the, the movie Being is... Being handsome and evil as fuck. I know. Yes. So the, the movie is about, you know... Uh, uh, a bank robber. He's the, he's the getaway driver. You know, it's it's a heist movie. But the the big draw of this movie is the whole thing is very uh, specifically set to a sound like the the, the movie synced. syncs up. Yeah. It's almost like a musical part. It right. is almost like yeah. a musical. Well, there's parts. even moments where there's basically like dancing, even though you know, like there's not it's not really dancing. Yeah. No, no, it, yeah. It, you know, in incredible car chasing sequences and everything lines yeah. up. Time. Yeah. I mean, it is a when they like, when they do the double the double reverse in the car yeah. that lines up to the music. It's like, how the fuck did you even do that? It's yeah. a masterclass. In, I, I, in a lot it's not of his things. best movie, but that opening action scene is his best. Yeah, it, action it's scene. a great it's a great action. Movie. Yeah. Here's my one dig on this movie, and it's sort of uh, the same thing uh, with uh, with the world's end. It came out at a very similar time to Logan Lucky. 
and everybody really took to this. And they're sort of similar movies, Cars yeah. and Heist and stuff like that. And everybody was wrong because Logan Lucky is way better. It's really I, great. I like yeah. that movie. Logan Lucky's not better. Than Logan that. Lucky I, is totally <laughs> fucking better. It's, it's the best movie. Oceans movie. Yeah, yeah it is. It's I a, hated it's a hillbilly. Lucky. It's a hillbilly. Really? Yeah, I hated that. It's a hillbilly. Oh. Uncool. It's not bad, I but you must no, not this have been more... here when we did the Oceans movies because I'm positive that I have been like accosted in this at this podcast yeah. for my opinion yeah, I, on Logan. I guess Logan. I wasn't because I yeah I you know what I didn't and I didn't listen to that one because I still had an intention of that point <laughs> of watching o- Oceans Eight, so I didn't want to. Gotcha. That saying this is a fucking great movie. Don't it, get me wrong. I like this. It's just so stylized. Yeah. You know, it's just you know the it's great. the even the diner sequences with Ansel mm. and Lily yep. James. They're great. They are bits. from Downton Abbey. From Downton. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just, it's a cool-ass movie. I've watched it a few times since it came out. Uh, it was my pick for Best Picture that year. I, Lila? Lila James? Lily, Lily James. Lily James. I, I love her. I want her to be in more things. I mean, she's kind of taken off at this point. She's got, like, that, like, upbeat, like, she, just... She makes an appearance in a recent movie from our other director. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, Jamie no, Foxx is also really Jamie good. Jamie Foxx steals yeah, the show in this movie. Yeah. He just plays a bad-ass, yeah, tough he, dude. When he, Angel <laughs> goes to, like, leave and pick her up, and he just, like, gets in the car, he's like, where are we going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's great. Yep. Yeah, and all yeah, practical yeah. effects, no CGI. Yeah. Which is fucking cool. Oh, speaking of practical, I wanted to say this to Scott Pilgrim, because we talked about this ridiculous, unnecessary Spider-Man scene mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the tray. And there's an even more unnecessary one in Scott Pilgrim, which is caught in the bloopers. Yeah. Where uh, Scott Pilgrim orders a random package off of Amazon just to have Ramona come to her door. And so when she opens the door, he grabs it and no look throws it over his shoulder, supposed to be in the trash can, which is what they do. But they do like a million takes. Yeah. But the, the thing, the thing about it to me is the package isn't in frame the whole time. So you could have just thrown it up and had something drop in, and it would look the exact same. But right. instead, they did totally. like forty-five takes Absolutely. of Michael Sarah trying to throw something yeah. backwards. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's just so unnecessary. My favorite thing about Baby Driver, filmed in Atlanta, actually takes place in Atlanta. Most people, most people, still cool. right because you know. Why would you want to be in Atlanta? <laughs> Fuck you, Joseph. <laughs> um, but that actually catches us up to Edgar Wright. He's been a pretty uh, selective director over yeah. the years. He doesn't uh, doesn't pump out a lot of work. I'm going he, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, he's talking favorite. Baby Driver 2 as his next movie last Well, I he's heard. filming one right now. Oh, is he filming yeah, a movie? Yeah, he's filming a movie right now that okay. takes place in London. Uh, it takes place in the neighborhood he grew up. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and then after that would be Baby Driver 2, but... This his Roma. He's he's like cool because he only does one sure, like every it's four. Be better than I, right. I like that he doesn't do a movie every year. Like it's, he's like an every four year kind of guy. Yeah, that's yep. cool. I mean, look, I wouldn't be mad if he did more. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. But uh, yeah, that brings us to Danny Boyle, who has been uh, again around longer. Around yeah. longer. Both guys who have who have have dipped their toes into a lot of different genres. Admittedly, Edgar Wright's has one hundred percent steered comedy, whereas Danny Boyle. Not really any of them are straight comedies. No. There are Cl- jokes in a lot closest, of them. Closest, I guess, would be Yesterday, which is kind of a rom-com. Yeah. Yep. Right. But we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, super versatile guy. He started out uh, doing theater with an R-E before he got into film directing. Uh, he, a theater. Yeah, he directed a uh, stage version of Frankenstein not that many years ago. It was cool. supposed to be pretty good. And uh, he also directed the London opening ceremonies for the uh, the 2012 really? yeah. 2012 Olympics, Olympics? Yeah, I think. Is that right. the one where James Bond shows up? Yeah. yeah. No. Yes? Yes. 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 Why would he show up for any other one? You're right. Yeah, so he's uh, he's he's had a longer filmography, so we might pare it down just a little bit. But we'll start with probably his breakout movie, Train Spotting, from uh, 1996. Uh, I fucking love this movie. It, it's you know it came out like right at the time where Pulp Fiction had just happened, so everybody was looking for what was the next big indie director sort of crime movie and like things like Boogie Nights came off the heel of that. This is probably just my favorite era of movie making in general, the mid to late nineties and stuff like that. But I fucking love this movie. It also was kind of like, even though it doesn't really have a lot of, you know, thematic synchronicity <laughs> with it, it, it was the Britpop movie. Like they, no, that uh, makes oh, sense. That makes yeah, so that much makes a lot sense. of sense. In fact, they tried to get Oasis to put on a, put a song on it. And this is fucking great. Liam Gallagher vetoed it because he thought it was a movie about trains. Liam Gallagher <laughs> should be in this fucking yeah. movie. He's, uh, he's 100% <laughs> yeah. Because this be. movie is about, I mean, it's kind of about heroin addiction, mm. and it is, but it's mostly just about these, like, 
British ne'er-do-wells. Like, yeah, just, just the scum of the earth. Yeah, 100%. Just fucking around. Well, he, I remember I remember Danny Wall reading in, in an interview with him where he talked about he met a bunch of junkies for this, and he was like, they're, you know, they weren't really what film, uh, you know, portrays them to be. They're not really villains or victims. They're just usually fun guys to hang out with and stuff <laughs> like that. And that's exactly, because these guys are right in the center of villains and victims. Yeah. They're, they're, they're horrible guys, but you also kind of like them and want to hang out with them. Good it, cast. Thought, yeah, yeah, great cast. It starts, it, well, it doesn't start. But and uh, almost everybody from it went on to be a big thing. Sure. Yeah. Is this yeah. Ewan McGregor's breakout? This is Ewan McGregor's breakout. Yeah, he had done another movie with Danny Boyle before this, but it was a much smaller thing. Am I incorrect in remembering that Ewan McGregor's penis is in this movie. Ooh. I know that you've seen Ewan McGregor's penis a lot in the Velvet Goldmine. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember if it's in this. That's or not. the one where I remember his penis. Gotcha. I've never seen that movie. I just remember, I feel like watching it was like, oh, that wasn't expecting to see Ewan McGregor's <laughs> I know penis, that I could be wrong. There's a lot of unglamorous nudity. Yeah. You know? For sure. What's uh, the name of the guy who directed the, the live action Aladdin movie? Uh, Guy Ritchie? Yes. Guy Ritchie. Good this pull. movie inspired everything Guy Ritchie's ever Kind of. I, I thought about that also, but really the only thing they have in common is that... Oh, I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying yeah. that dirty, underbelly, right. English guy. Yeah. Like the Snatch kind of movie. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like those movies Layer are, cake. Are, much, are much more <laughs> heisty and like coincidence-based. They, they are heisty. I can see what one, you're talking about. Yeah, this one is like... it's not Nobody in this is no, no, skilled no. at all. Right, just, nobody's, nobody's smart. He this. just likes dirty people. Yeah. And I feel like up until this point, no one had made like underbelly individuals likable right. right. on-screen characters. Sure. I need to watch this movie. All I've seen is the opening scene where he goes in the toilet. Oh, the wor- worst toilet in all yeah, Scotland? Yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's all I've seen. There's, there's a worse poop scene in the movie. <laughs> no, no. There, there is, but, uh, but I fucking love this movie. It's, it's really good. Everybody in it is really endearing. Uh, you that's know. true. Scotland in the 90s seemed like a shithole. Yeah. Uh, the guy who plays Begbie is fucking terrifying. He's fucking yeah. terrifying. He's scary. But, you know... Uh, Robert I, I mean, Carlyle. I've, Robert yeah. Carlyle. I've Good known pull. versions of that down, dude, but... so it was like, yeah, it's like, it's like PTSD watching that. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but no, yeah. he's he's 100% like a real guy. You yeah. know, like yeah. that is a guy that you have met in your life. But I mean, 100% better than Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably a top 10 movie yeah. for me. Yeah, and that brings us to this is actually so he's done a couple of film projects around train spotting. Uh, that brings us to the beach, which is kind of his. Oh yeah, I just want to say, are we skipping a life less ordinary? Oh, do you know a life less ordinary? I, I fucking love that. Oh movie. shit! No, hang it's on. Super I, underrated. Yeah, absolutely. Go on to a life less I, ordinary. We don't really need to talk much about it. It's just everybody should see that movie. You and McGregor, Carmen Diaz being super fun. Great use of music. There's great use of, uh, of an REM song in it. There. Uh, What's it about? Uh, man, that's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> there's crime and there's the afterlife, and it's it's really like a love story, like romantic comedy thing, but in no way that. I just know everybody looks cool and it's funny, and I really enjoy watching it. Okay, good deal. I wasn't sure that anyone wanted to watch it, so I wasn't. Even yeah, it, 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 it was. It was not the follow up they probably needed to yeah. capitalize off their film. But I, I love this movie a lot. It also seems like in places like maybe there's a little bit of a tribute to Raising Arizona to it. And I fucking love Raising yeah. Arizona. So, yeah. Better than Transformers. Um, but go ahead on to the beat. Well, yeah. Well, that brings... So, up to this point, uh, Ewan McGregor had been in all of his movies. Right. And apparently this was a big schism in their relationship. Right. Because he cast Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, up and uh, up and comer in Hollywood for the lead in The Beach. This is, I mean, like fresh off Titanic. Leo. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I think this. They both did other movies that came out after their yep. big breakthroughs, but this is the first movie both Danny Boyle and Leonardo had started after their big breakthrough. So, yeah. I, uh, so like it was really supposed to be the one that was supposed to capitalize over what they had going, and I don't think it really did. Well, it's a bizarre film, I think. Like, I, uh, the beach is, um, gosh, it's not it's, at all what you think it is. It, to me, it's like Lord of the Fro- Lord of the Flies a little it's, bit at it, certain points. It's, it, I don't even know that it was misadvertised, yeah. but I think people went it with thought, oh, it's sexy teenagers on a beach. Yeah, I and, mean that's definitely what it is advertised as, and yeah. and there is elements but, of that. But it does kind of take on this like weird psychoanalysis yeah. thing. Um, it's basically they go into this. It's like they're having this like hippie community on this island, and you know you can't really do certain things. And then you know one of them breaks the rules, and yeah. you know there's cheating. And it, at the very end, though, it definitely turns into Lord of the Flies when he's in the beach like yeah. all by himself. But 
I like this movie. This one, like my brother showed me this movie, like when I was like too young to watch it. I think yeah. so. I, <laughs> right. I have like a, yeah. affinity for this movie. I probably shouldn't. It's yeah. one of those movies, but uh-huh. yeah, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I think it's probably better now going back and watching it when it came out. It was definitely not well received, received. at the time, and yeah. I think part of that is like what exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yep. People kind of had an expectation because it it is very different than say like Train Spotting. It's not funny. There really right. aren't no. jokes in no, it yeah. at all. And definitely different from Leo because, like, there's a point when he's like gets obsessed and he has this like spear in the water. And I mean, he's like, it's closer to the Revenant Leo yes. than it is to Titanic. Leo. 100%. 100%. Um, so it, it just was really bizarre. I'm still gonna say better than Transformers. Me too. Yeah, I'd say better than Transformers. Yeah. Sure. The locales of Alone, it's like it's shot beautiful places. That, that beach has actually been shut down completely because after that movie came out, like, tourism like skyrocketed there. Yeah. I can see that. So that brings us to. My favorite Danny Boyle film, my favorite zombie movie, and one of my favorite films of all time, 28 Days That's Later. That's because you fucking love Killian Murphy. I Look, this did start my man crush with <laughs> Killian Murphy. I have a big man crush on Killian Murphy, but I love the shit out of this well, movie. I, I will say, it's the only Killian Murphy movie where it doesn't seem like he's about to dick murder you. <laughs> like you know, wow. like he, he like there's there's nothing about him that I think finds sexually creepy. In this there's movie. the thing that gets uh, gets me about Killian Murphy is he's like an anime lead in that he is a totally unqualified male character right. who somehow still manages to find a way to kick a lot of ass. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Yeah. Good ass movie. It's though. a good ass movie. Uh, Killian Murphy, Naomi Harris, Brendan Gleeson, and Chris uh, I mean, Christopher I Eccleston Naomi right at the Harrison. end. Yeah, she's great. Christopher Eccleston. Also, how great does Naomi Harris look? Like, yeah. She's, yeah. She's been looking great. That doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's looked like this for like at least two decades. Years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this came out in 2002. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a zombie movie. Uh, right. it, it's... Very, not according to Danny Boyle, right. it's not. But I mean, like, sp- super reminiscent of The Walking Dead. Right. Or yeah. Re- Re- Walking Dead's really reminiscent right. of, of this, you know. They just straight up stole bits from Yeah, this main movie. character yeah. wakes up in a hospital dead, no, wanders 100%. around London, trying to find a safe place, and when they find safe place, find out that maybe humanity's worse than the zombies. Mm. Uh, you know, it was it was everything that I liked about the zombie craze before it got overdone. Yep, right. This is as good uh, as that genre. Yeah. Every, yeah, every, this is as good as a zombie movie. All the characters are, are great in it. Uh, the music is fantastic. The music is really good. The, the, uh, One of the best endings ever. The well, last like 20 minutes of that movie it's is a, insane. It's, it's great on its own, but the, the in a house, in a, in the house, in a heartbeat, the, the, yeah, the soundtrack yeah. that's playing over the top of it is so good that uh, whoever the fuck made Kick-Ass stole it for Kick-Ass. Yeah, right. yeah, you're right. Matthew Vaughn. Yeah, Matthew, Matthew Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Better than Transformers. Way better than Transformers. Yeah, One go, of my faves. Yeah, than yep. God, man, the sequel does not hold up. It's not great, but Robert I, Carlyle's in yeah. that one. You know, I never, I never watched in the sequel just because I liked the ending to this so much. Yeah. I didn't want the ending to be fucked up. It's it takes the the classic. We're gonna make because Twenty Eight Days Later has a very indie feel to it. Even yeah. though we talk mm-hmm. about Danny Boy was kind of already a big deal at this point. Also, the fact that Twenty Eight Days Later had like six endings and none of them were the same. Yeah. Well, uh, Twenty Eight Days Later was it filmed on like digital or some sort I don't of handheld so. shit or no. something? Because it looks. I mean, it doesn't look great. It looks like it was filmed for BBC TV. Yeah, it's a good movie. I, and I you know, I, I don't know if that's a stylistic choice or right. not. Because I mean, he got money for like the yeah. beach, you know. Right. Uh, I was gonna say it was. It takes the classic. Twenty eight weeks later, it takes the classic mistake of taking an indie movie and then giving it a hundred fifty million dollar budget. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it just 100%. doesn't maintain any of the magic. It's 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 really not that bad of a movie, but it's it it's not at all. You know, yeah. it, if, taking on its own, it's an enjoyable movie. Well, because in this. In 28 Days Later, there's only like a few real set pieces. Yeah. There's like him waking up and them mm-hmm. kind of like on the road right. and then they're in the house at the end. Like there's not really much to and it. And the supermarket. Don't oh, forget yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. supermarket. Still great. Everyone should watch it. If you yeah, it's seen. absolutely fantastic. One it's of my certainly favorites. the best of the genre. Yeah. So yeah, it is funny to me. His career's kind of been odd because I think 28 Days Later was relatively successful. Yeah? Right. And then... He's it, always on the fringe though. Yeah, he's been... He seems kind of remain on the fringe because one of his... his Biggest budget thing after that, I think, is uh, Sunshine, which is, you Man. know, it's it's a sci-fi cult classic at this point about uh, our, our sun is dying, so this multinational group of, of uh, mm-hmm. scientists are sent out to essentially restart the sun, but it... They're turns... the second mission to do it. Yeah. Uh, what's there, what's the, the thing called Icarus 2? I think I so. think it is yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. R- no, I really mean, eclectic cast. Killian Murphy great again. Cast. Uh, Killian, Killian Murphy, Murphy, Chris Evans, Cliff Curtis. The, 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 
when Chris Evans was first cast as Captain America and everyone told me it was stupid, I was like, go watch Sunshine. Like, yeah. He's very like, you know, it, it, it's it's essentially Steve Rogers. He's like the ultimate good guy. Mm-hmm. I should watch this one, another one. Yeah, I, haven't, I, have not seen I haven't watched yeah, this yeah, one either. Killian Murphy, Chris Evans, uh, the Japanese guy from Last Samurai that you're thinking yeah. of. Uh, Rose, yeah. No, no. No, no. no Rose Sonata. Yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> um, it's fair. Uh, Rose Byrne, uh, Mark Strong, Benedict Wand, and Michelle Yao. It's like, it's a solid cast. Yeah. yeah. They, it, what year did this come out? 2007. 2007? It's, it is, and again, kind of like The Beach, like, there is a plot to the movie, and then there's this weird kind of, like, psychological turn yeah, it, it, that it, it takes. Yeah, it goes awry very quickly. Um, it, there's a lot of, basically, you know, like, what would you do if you knew you were going to die? Like, right. and, um... And is that worth it? Is that if you is your suicide worth it to save the planet? Um, and then there's this weird like obsession with the sun uh-huh. that's present throughout it. Um, it it's a bizarre movie, but it is excellent. I really like. I wish more people had seen it because it's it is a good science fiction. Film. Absolutely, especially because it was in the mid aughties where sci fi sucks balls. Right. That is definitely true. It is water in a desert for yeah. sure. Um, better than Transformers. Better than Transformers. And that brings us to his most critically successful movie, which is really odd because it's really not in any way his best movie. No. Uh, Slumdog Millionaire, which is 100% a city of God, just ripoff. Like blatant, <laughs> blatant ripoff. Well, and I, I tell you something else, and I, I think this is a good movie. I like this movie. Yeah, I like this movie too. But it's crazy that it's thought as like the best movie of 2008, which may be the best year of movies like ever. What came out in 2008? What about Everything. Yeah, like what? a lot of things. Oh, The uh, Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight came one. out. I mean, for me, and I already, I'm, I'm already regretting saying this out loud because saying this is better than Slumdog Millionaire is just going to sound racist. But uh, but my favorite movie from that year was Gran Torino. Gran Torino. <laughs> Gran Torino's <laughs> that great. That does sound really yeah, racist. It sounds really racist. Yeah. Gran Torino's no great. It. <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is, I just really like movies about old men on their lives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Gran Torino is a it's great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it is, it is. I can't believe that was that long ago. Yeah, I know, right? How long has Clint Eastwood been old? He should be dead forever. (laughs) (laughs) I think if Clint Eastwood have quit on that movie, that would have actually been his last movie. Yeah. But he made that baseball movie after it, and now he's like, he keeps having to try to find another last movie. Yeah. Uh, I like this movie all right. Uh, I, you know, I've only watched it once. Yeah. I didn't really care for it. Yeah. The whole who wants to be a millionaire plot Mm -hmm. and like, you know, the coincidence of his life, it just did not appeal to me. I think think it's a really good movie, but it's, it's probably of the ones we've talked about, my least favorite. It's taken that dude so long, not Danny Boyle, the guy who stars in it. Mm -hmm. Death so, Patel? Yeah, to make another good movie. Right, yeah. I, I feel so bad I mean, for supposedly him. Lion's really great. Lion is great. Yeah. Uh, that's the one I'm talking okay. about. That was last year. <laughs> yeah. It took him a decade. <laughs> He's in the newsroom. That's the only thing I've seen. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he is in the newsroom. Until but, he just disappears from the fucking... <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> it's, it's not, not like good at all. fucking newsroom. I think what you said is right. City God's a better version of this, well, this I feel this, like. this, yeah. is, this is a more palatable, more for white consumption oh, 100%. city of God is yeah. what this is. Yeah. And to be fair, in that aspect, it very much succeeds. It's It takes all like the really hard stuff out mm-hmm. while making it still feel kind of gritty and fun. Also, the the two poop gags in Train Spotting did not turn me off, but the one in this, I couldn't <laughs> Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm going to say better than Transform. No, oh, it is better than Transformers. It's better I'd it's, rather fucking watch it's, Transformers. It's not, it's not the best picture winner from 2008. It is, but it shouldn't have been. Yeah. <laughs> the Dark Knight wasn't even nominated. No. No. Huh. So yeah, that brings us to... It's like Crash. Slumdog Millionaire to me. It's on a Crash. Right. Yeah. You know, the the probably the most gimmicky movie on this list... 127 hours, which I is... I hate this movie. Which is I, like, I didn't watch this on purpose. No fucking interest. It's fine. No, this is worse than Transformers. It's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. not great. It's not overly memorable. James Franco is fine. He's playing a rock climber who traps his arm against a rock, yep. and There's he a has true to story, cut yeah. himself, cut his arm off. I mean, the, but that's a brutal scene. But yeah. I don't have to sit through a two and a half yeah. hour right. movie exactly for a thirteen minute scene. But you exactly make a good point. A lot feel. of his movies are about psychological because this one's about that too. Like yeah. he likes getting in people's heads yeah. and trying to make a broader point, and I think he fails hard in this one. I would I agree just, with that. I don't think he gets across what he's trying to get across. I mean, that's, that's a James Franco problem, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> There's things that I really like James Franco in, but that that dude was not cut out to be the only person. I'm on going worse than Transformers. Yeah, worse than Transformers. I think it's better than Transformers. I haven't seen it, so I, I will admit it's a better quality movie. But I would never rewatch but it. But I am never going to watch it. That's a fair point. I would watch Transformers way more than <laughs> <I would. laughs> That's super fair. 
Um, yeah, so that brings us to uh, pretty recently made. A, I guess it was must have been immediately post uh, post his death. They made a Steve Jobs biopic, 2015, called Steve Jobs, starring Michael Fassbender. This uh, movie takes place over four days yep. in different decades. Right, um, it's four scenes. Like right. this movie's like four single scenes. It's like scenes. four plays. Basically. Yes, yes, it's like so theater. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what I, it's. It's different in that, and I think I like it because of that. I I love it. I, I think do it's not like yeah. this movie. Wow. I, I, <laughs> see, I, I I like it a whole lot. I I know it's gimmicky. I know it's not very factual, but I don't give a shit about that part of it. Uh, I I just I think it's fun to watch. It's one that if it's ever on TV, it's like oh well, that's what I'm doing for I an think, hour or two. I think this movie falls on the back of Michael Fassbender being Steve Jobs, and in that it is good. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing like from a directorial standpoint which makes it stand apart. I don't think the supporting cast is very good. Seth Rogen is okay in this See, film. I liked him. In this. I yeah. think it, it's Steve Wozniak. Yep. He's a fine choice, mm-hmm. but I don't think he like you know. I don't. I, I, there's he. The only person asked anything of in this movie is Michael Fassbender, and in that regard, it delivers. But it's a good movie for Michael Fassbender. It's not a good movie on its, it's own. It's an Aaron Sorkin script, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's and you very can, Aaron yes. Sorkin. And see, I think it's okay because th- there was also another Jobs movie that came out at the same time with Ashton Kutcher, and that, <laughs> that movie is so fucking bad. awful. Okay. Agree with you. So I it, feel like this shows that he he brought something to this. At least it was like the, interesting. The Ashton Kutcher one is so bad it needs to be like a drinking. Book. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just horrible. That one is like the everything wrong with biopics. <laughs> uh, this and I think this. I well, you guys are right. This is a play. It would be better on stage. Yes. I don't think it. There's nothing to achieve of it being a film. I'll say it's better than Transformers because Michael Fassbender is incredible in it, but. I, I've watched it once. I wasn't blown away. I'm, I'm going with definitely better than Transformers. I only watched it once. I would say it's right on that line, but I would yeah. say a little better than Transformers. Fair enough. Also, it points out all the really shitty things Steve Jobs did, mm-hmm. and somehow, magically, by the end of the movie, everything's just fucking dandy. Yeah. Right. Which is representative of his life. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, I didn't know Steve Jobs from that movie. I didn't know he was an asshole to his daughter right. for a long time. He's an asshole to everyone. Yeah, that's what yeah. I didn't... He's a real big dick. Not a good yep. person. No. <laughs> that brings us to T2, Judgment Day. Uh, Train Spotting 2, which I think you watched. I just watched it last night. I and, and, and you have probably among us the strongest opinion about Train Spotting, the right. first one. And I was not watching it specifically because I love Train Spotting so much. I don't know why we needed to do another movie about these people. So I wasn't like super excited about them maybe fucking it up. But they don't. It's not as good as Train spotting but it is a good movie about what these guys would be like in middle age i was about to say is is there like is there a plot to this one or there, is it similar to there is based on a book right it's called porno or okay something? but i think they must ver- i've never read the book but they yeah. must veer from it really uh, hard because okay. there's no there's zero pornography in it okay there is a sex video in it but it wouldn't go so far as to call it pornography i don't know you know the it's these same guys and Basically, after fucking everybody over, Ewan McGregor comes back to town. And, you know, he wants to make amends with, uh, you know, one of the guys he fucked over. They, at the end of Train Spotting, there's one, there's two guys he fucks over. One guy he secretly gives a share of the money that they've, that they, they scored. It turns out him giving the money to Spud was the worst thing that happened to Spud because he spent all $4,000 on heroin. The uh, uh, but mostly it's about uh, Ewan McGregor's character Renton and Johnny Lee Mi- Lee Miller's character Sick Boy, who had been the best friends at children, trying to get back together. And uh, Begbie, who was sort of the scary one of them, is in prison, and he escapes. And the cops in Scotland are worse than Marilyn Metro. <laughs> like he just goes to his fucking house. <laughs> he escapes and goes to his house, and they don't find him. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd say better than Transformers on this. It's definitely worth watching, particularly if you like the first movie. Cool. And then uh, that brings us to his most recent film, which uh, I know Ian has watched. I don't know if that is. I think Jehu saw it as well. Jehu, you see yesterday? Hurt. Oh yeah, yesterday. Fucking loved this movie. Yesterday, yeah. starring Lily James, uh, Hamish Patel, and Ed Sheeran, and I don't know who else is in this movie. Yeah, uh, you made the main three. That's pretty okay. much... Uh, yeah. Actually, Kate McKinnon would be the fourth. Yeah. Um, and it's it's great. Like we Our rom-com episode... If we had done that when this came out, I don't know if we if that was I think you did we talk did. about yeah, it. Yeah, like no, this is this is great. Yeah. And this is should be one mentioned in that. Um 
because you know the Beatles are it, just fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of a high concept rom com in the yeah. sense that the premise is that uh, the main character played by Hamish Patel is uh, he uh, wakes up one day or he gets hit by a, a bus, I think. Yeah, and wakes up and finds that he's the only one who remembers that the Beatle exists. Well, it's almost like a, a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Because yeah. there's other people that also kind of remember the Beatles too. You find out, so it's mm-hmm. like it's like something just like the lights all go out around the world and then but, they come back on. But also, there's other things that people don't remember. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, there's some of them that are, you know, like a domino effect. Like you don't remember them. Like I'll just, I'll say this one spoiler. You know, at one nobody remembers Oasis, but of course nobody remembers yeah. Oasis because there'd be no Oasis. But there's other ones that have nothing to do with it, and when they come up, those are really good jokes. Yeah, it's like a running um, gag where he's like googling shit that no one remembers. Yeah, <laughs> and it's funny. It's good. Yeah, he'll like say a thing, and like the last gag in the movie is one of those things. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, this might be my favorite movie of the year so far. Yeah, wow. it's, it's like, very light, um, yeah. and the, the lead is great. Yeah. The lead is, is very, very And it's, it's a movie with a romance that really works. Like, mm-hmm. I care about these people getting together. And like I said, I like Lily James. Lily yeah. James needs to be in more things. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. I want to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, Definitely it. better than Transformers. Yes. So... You, yeah, you guys should watch this. I, I imagine it's on, like, demand. It's not. Now. It's still at Bayou. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, that brings us up to date on both of these directors, Edgar Wright and Danny Boyle. I'm gonna have to go Edgar Wright. Yeah, I don't want to go Edgar yeah. Wright. He's got the stronger top to bottom. But, I think. Yeah, like I and and Danny Boyle has movies that probably I just prefer. Like I think Sunshine and Twenty Eight Days Later are probably the two best movies on the whole list we've talked about. Yeah. But man, every one of Edgar Wright's movies, I genuinely have a soft yeah. spot for. And if I come across any of them on TV, I'm watching them. My thing is, going through all this, I want to watch the Edgar Wright movies a lot more right now than I want to watch the Danny Boyle. Sure, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, again, all of Edgar Wright's movies are funny, yep. and they're very quick, so it, it's very easy to... to they're digestible. Yeah, they're yeah. very digestible. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> good call. First of all, this is the first one of these that I think every movie I talked about, I went better than Transformers. There was yep. no worse than Transformers for me. Probably because I didn't see 120... I know the... What's the one on... 127 Yeah, 127 yeah, yep. That's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... Uh, uh, Just uh, call it 10 days. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm definitely going with Danny Boyle. Uh, Trainspotting is a top 10 movie for me. And then also on the strength of just how good his most recent movie is. That's probably my favorite movie this year. And I like a whole lot of what's in between. It's a bummer he's not going to do Bond. I still am excited oh, yeah, about I know, right? I'm still excited about that next Bond movie, but man, would I be more excited if he was doing it. Yep. Joseph, it's all on you. Yeah, buddy. I know. And this is the hard... I've literally been thinking about this all day because it's been killing me. Because I think, I think Edgar Wright is more important to cinema in the sense that I feel like he brings a specific visual language to his movies that nobody else is doing. Like, nobody else is even close to doing. And I wish more people would, like, do that. And I think that as long as he keeps making movies, he's, like, putting that out there and, and inspiring more people. But, I, you know, again, we just talked about the fact that Edgar Wright does only kind of do comedies. And I feel right. like, you know, if, if you took away the jokes, which, I mean, that that is the movie, mm-hmm. but, like, what are his capabilities outside of that? We don't really know. We know that Danny Boyle has a, a extremely broad range, and he can do comedy. He's done apparently two rom coms. I didn't know that. Right. A Stranger right. Life was a, whatever uh, a rom. Life Less Ordinary. That's I what think I mean. is what it's called. Yeah, I know there's right. another similarly titled movie, so I'm not. Yeah. I hope I'm not saying that was wrong. No, you're right. I wrote it down. So man, I'm really fucking on the fence, but I I, I think I might also say Edgar Wright. Just because I do, I, I I think the things that he's bringing are more important to see than what Danny Boyle is bringing. Even though I enjoy his, this, like, even though I agree with with Christian, Twenty Eight Days is my favorite by far on this. This movie. also could be an age thing. Yeah, like he's Danny Boyle's probably more of a Generation X thing. Sure, yeah, uh, no doubt. Well, certainly yeah. Train Spotting. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we were talking yeah. about with Pulp Fiction. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, I would say of all the ones we've done so far, this is the hardest one. This for is the me. hardest one for me too. Because again, I'm such a fan of both of these right. guys. Mm-hmm. Like I look forward to every movie they made. And if Yesterday hadn't come out a week before I had a newborn, I would have seen it as well. Like mm-hmm. it just, they're just, they're, they're. Gr- I'm glad we have both. There's of them. no wrong answer here. There I think, is I think no, they're yeah. both great. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So I think yeah, this one. I don't know. This this might be a boring episode because we yell at each other. Relates to this one. We all just kind of liked all this. That's yeah. Yeah. We can't do things we like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Edgar Wright wins this director showdown. Wins this director showdown. Good for you, Edgar Wright. You can claim your prize at the door. Uh, in the meantime, what have we been watching, guys? Um, I can start. I, I watched. Don't know why you always you always like throw it to Ian. Yeah, I know. 
Well, it's um, clockwise. Yeah. Ian seems to watch the most stuff. Yeah. I think he's a good guy. I watched uh, the Furious, the Fast and Furious, Hobbs right. and Shaw. And? Oh, yeah. It's, well, I think, you know, the most Transformers movie. That is my new <laughs> most Transformers movie we have. It is on the fucking line. That's really I've depressing. Heard, <laughs> I've heard the logic in it is awful. You know what it is? It's fucking Lethal Weapon. So yeah. if you love Lethal Weapon, you'll love that movie. It's, I do love Lethal it's Weapon. It's 80s fucking, you know, cop, you know, you know, two guys who don't really get along, but, the, you know, they work together, and it's the act. It's too long, you know what I mean? Like, there's two third acts, and they show you everything in the trailer, which, you know, that's not mm-hmm. the movie's fault per se. Vanessa Kirby, though, is fucking standout. She needs cool. to be in more shit. Um, she's the same girl from Mission Impossible Fallout. She's yep. coming back in more of those. Um, Eaters Elba, I know we love him. Uh, this oh, is, no! He, it's generic fucking... Oh, it's generic bad guy. Um, the I'm thing, always waiting for the thing that's going to be like his thing. We have always been waiting on this. This isn't it. What's, what's great about... What I don't like also, and I'll tell you what I do like about it, is I don't like is The Rock is starting to blend his fucking personal, his personality, like him with his movies. Yeah. Like he does these big cheat meals in it. He's drinking tequila. And I don't know if you guys follow The Rock yeah, on social yeah, yeah, media. Yeah. Like he brings all that in there. He brings Samoa in there. They go to Samoa. You know what I mean? Like he's basically like not acting. He's right. just being The Rock. He's, which, he's marketing. That's yeah, what he does. And like it's all about his brand now. Yeah. And it kind of like, it, it annoys me. Yeah. I have to admit. It's he's starting start, to annoy he's me. He's starting to wear on me too. Yeah. Did you guys read that thing this week about the fight contracts? Yes. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Vin Diesel and Jathan Statham in The Rock. So That's that, so pussy. Vin Diesel came out of the thing where they have a point system to their fights where they have to equal out an even number. So, like, three points for an elbow, two points for, like, an uppercut. What? And they keep yeah. track yeah. of it. There's, like, a variety. They, they have, like, people that yes. work for them that specifically, so, that's their fucking I mean, So no look, one loses a fight. In many ways, that is super fucking petty, but in many ways, I love that. <laughs> like, the thing is, though, I just think of, like, and I, I think other people have said this on social media, but I think of, like, probably the greatest action hero of all time is Indiana Jones, and he gets his fucking yep. ass kicked. Yeah. That's what makes him interesting. Absolutely. So being afraid to weed him, lose a fight on... T- on or, like, Jackie Chan. Yep. His whole fucking thing is, I'll get my... I- I'll dance around getting my ass or kicked like for five minutes. John McClane. I mean, yeah. John McClane is definitely the famous... John McClane is he, the, the he, gold standard. Yes, like, uh, the, uh, the keep coming at him kind of thing, you honestly, know? Honestly, even... Uh, What's his name from Mission Impossible? Ethan Tom Cruise. Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Hunt. Yeah, yeah, is great in that because it's one of those things that I think is is underrated. But he gets beat to shit in Actually, like every fucking movie. He always in his action movies. Yeah, and those guys are way more interesting than either Absolutely. of these three yeah, guys yeah. we're talking about. So. Yeah, but and the other thing that, that you know is great is there's cameos, um, spoilers, Go uh, for it. cameos yeah, from a whole bunch of famous people. He pull, he called some car like pulled some strings here. Uh, Ryan Reynolds pops up uncredited Mm. kevin hart pops up uncredited of course but what annoys me is like you can tell they're totally setting up hobbs and shaw too like kevin hart and ryan reynolds are going to star in hobbs and shaw too like Mm. and like his whole thing is like he's trying to rub it in vin diesel's face he's trying to build his own thing without vin diesel and like i don't know i think some of the behind the scenes stuff kind of informed my opinion a little bit and it kind of made it is the fast and furious turning into wrestling basically (laughs) okay i think that's kind of a cunt move though if you wanted to start your own thing start your own thing start your own thing don't do it off the back of this guy he literally shit on him he literally can't do that no no any any of his franchises are ripoffs of other shit i think in 66 episodes the first time someone says cunt on this podcast (laughs) which is amazing I think it was earned. Though. It was. He's being no, a cunt. I just want to put out. We called Dwayne the Rock Johnson a cunt. And don't be wrong. If he came through the door right now, I would say sir, not cunt. Roman Reigns. They like he acted like he was his brother the whole time. But Clifford Curtis, I'd be pissed. Clifford Curtis plays the real brother. Roman Reigns doesn't speak that whole movie. Really? So, yeah, not at all. Um, well, I mean, speaking is not his strong suit in wrestling, <laughs> so I could see why that would be like that. Uh, the last thing is, like, and I heard that they were trying to get Keanu Reeves to join, and that he's going to be in the next one. Like, yeah. they're all like this whole movie is about setting up the next movie. Yeah, yeah. And I fucking hate some of that. You know, right. it's too I, much. I, I agree. I'm, I, you know, as someone who loves Marvel movies and loves setup <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that, I'm tired of a movie not just being a movie yeah, that yeah. stands on its own. But. It's like I said, it's Transformers. There are some cool action set pieces. Like it's, I can't believe this thing started with them stealing DVD players out of a tractor trailer, yep. and now it's. Like, like, <laughs> I, I think that totally can happen on Earth. Like it was about people that could exist on planet Earth who obeyed physics and shit like. That. And now we got Terminators and the Black Superman. Yeah. But um, the last scene in on some else says and I'll be done is it starts off in the middle of the night. 
and then there's a 30-minute time clock on a bomb, basically. Right. Within 15 minutes, it's broad fucking daylight. <laughs> and then with five minutes left, it's back to night. It's like, I would love to know what they were thinking. Like, it's like, no one noticed. It's like, it's like it doesn't make any I've, sense. I heard that there's a shot. They, it's supposed to lead you to believe that um, Jason Statham and Vanessa Kirby are only two years apart. Yes. Like, anybody with fucking eyeballs can tell <laughs> they are more than two years. Right. Yep. He's he's totally old enough to be her dad, Yeah, right? 100%. 100%. He's like 21 years older, specifically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, I would I, I want to say recommend and go seeing it, but no, it, it's literally on the line of Transformers, not yeah. better or worse. So right. good that, deal. That's what I got. Uh, I watched season two of Downton Abbey. It's good stuff. It takes place during World War One. The soap opera thing was real heavy this season. There's literally a bit where they're like singing a song for the whole the whole point of the show is Downton becomes like a like a hospital mm. during World War One, and um, they're they're like you know we need to put on a show for all the sick soldiers. And so she's singing a song, and at one point in the episode, they're like, oh, too bad we don't have a guy here to sing it. And of course, you're like, oh, fucking Cousin Matthew's going to show up <laughs> at the very end of this episode and sing the song with her. And sure enough, yep. that's exactly what happens. <laughs> I, I, I love Matthew. Yeah, he's great. Look, it's great. <laughs> What's really funny is he's fat in the show, and he's not fat anymore, but... Uh, his double chin gets me every time. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny. But I like. I, I really do enjoy that show. The other thing is, I finished. Neon, well, finish is a strong word. I have watched up to the recommended stopping point. Sure. Of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Yeah, I mean, I had someone summarize the show to me as getting the dead mom robot, you sad sack of shit, and that is one hundred percent accurate. What that show is about. Um, it takes a weird turn around episode fifteen or sixteen, where it becomes. You know, less about getting that robot and fight shit and uh-huh. more about like, yeah, what it's about getting out and facing your fears and shit. Sure. I still dug it. It's weird to me that that kid, the last dude, yeah. shows up in the very last episode. Yeah, it's it's odd. I would have thought at least like maybe three or four episodes. I, what, what's the name of the, um, the fourth child? Uh, oh, I can't even remember his name. Yeah. yeah. That would have made like more sense to me. Like sure. around that time. But for that dude to just pop up there at the end and then be the kind of big twist at the end of the show was yeah. it felt really rushed. Man, for all the cop outs in the show for the people that should have died that didn't die. Yeah. Just wait until you watch the movie. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. How did you do did you feel like that uh, that that one sequence is straight washed? Uh it felt pretty gay to it me. It felt pretty gay. <laughs> I haven't watched the original yeah. so maybe it's more gay there's than there's that, there but. i've i've found legitimate arguments it's like okay you make a good point for not necessarily why it's it's straight watching but why it's narratively less interesting the way yeah. that they translated it but yeah no it's still super gay yeah no i still dug it like I, th- I thought it was very good i'm interested to watch the rest because i do know you know even like the animation style changes yeah. in the last two episodes and then I really just want to see Shinji lose his fucking mind in End of Evangelion, but uh, I would recommend the show. Would you? Oh, you haven't finished. Keep uh, going. <laughs> I, I, you have a very bad problem of cutting me off. Uh, I would recommend it, but with like definitely an asterisk of you're going to be really uncomfortable. And if you're not okay being uncomfortable, especially with all the shit that comes out in the, like the last four episodes about what the Avas are, I probably wouldn't watch it. And the the like the backstory is pretty convoluted and strange. And I don't even know that I fully quite get it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it is it is interesting for sure. So I I'm gonna say worse than Transformers, but uh I did enjoy parts of it. Other parts just made me feel really gross about it. It's myself. such an interesting concept and there's so Agreed. much there's like there's so much there and it's just there's a, there's a, there's a lot of layers and we could sit here and talk about it. And I know we're like, you know, not trying to be super spoilery or yeah. whatever, but, um, man, there is a bit when zero one loses control when you really start to figure yeah, out yeah. what it is. And it's just like ripping that angel yeah, to shreds. Yeah. I was like, God, this is disgusting. I feel really, I feel gross about it. Number one, what I'm watching. And then number two, when you have the realization, you're like, Oh shit, this is more than they say they are. Yeah, yeah. And they already had teased it because his dad was like, Yeah, they teased it a lot in the Your show. mother's not, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just a decoy. I was like, Oh God, like Shinji's in his dead mom yeah, robot <laughs> eating that 
alien creature. It's being... a real fucked show. Yeah. It, it, it genuinely just gets worse. <laughs> this show sounds fucking weird. Yeah. It's, it is weird. <laughs> and you know what? I stopped at the acceptable ending. Yeah, that's true. It, it gets it's way worse. fucking weirder. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, man, I think my choice for what I watched this is maybe even more moot than my soap operas on YouTube last Good. <laughs> but that's not the one I wanted to talk about. I started in 2019 watching Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, <laughs> God. See, Jesus. I like a show, like, you know, people talk about background shows these days, but I feel like a background show is not what I'm talking about here. I like a show that I can put on and and be, pay only attention to it, but in no way engage my brain. And for a long time, that had been the Golden Girls, but I'm tired of watching them old ladies bitch at each other, so I went to Everybody Loves Raymond. Can we just say on the Golden Girls, it's amazing that Betty White played an old woman in a show before, like, we were born, right. and she's still fucking old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. uh, yeah, man, Everybody Loves Raymond... I just always thought this was, and I think this is what it's supposed to be, like a family-friendly movie about marriage is hard, but at the end, we work it out. And the show I'm seeing is about a couple that generally, genuinely does not like each other. Yep. Yeah. 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 Like, like it's like, I hope the happy ending to this show is they get divorced. <laughs> like, I hope that she ends up, because, I mean, she just thinks Raymond is thoughtless and useless. He's a big idiot. Yeah. And yeah. he is just constantly having to beg for sex. And it's like, why do these people, why are these people together except for the fucking kids? And it's portrayed like the parents are worse, but they have a way better relationship. They've figured out what exactly space they need to give each other, and they do it. It's just a, it's a weirder show. I don't know if it was intended to be weird, and I don't know if it was weird at the time, but it's a weirder show than I... Because yeah. another thing, 15% of the humor on this show is making fun of the brother for being tall. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Why is that a bad thing? Don't most people want to be tall? Yeah, but he's, like, tall. really tall. <laughs> I don't... I don't, I, I don't Why do they call you Too Tall Jones? Brad Garrett. Uh, yeah, yeah, I... Oh, Brad I, I, Garrett. I really, Eeyore. <laughs> I really hope that the show ends with she's married to, like, a closeted gay guy, but happily, because he never begs for sex, and he's very clean and picks up after himself. And Raymond, like, lives in an apartment near the college... And plays Xbox all the time. Like <laughs> that seems like the happy ending. Because also one of the episodes I watched recently, they got into a fucking physical altercation over who would move the luggage. If that happened in real life to one of your friends, like I heard, oh man, Nips and his lady, they got into like a wrestling fight because they couldn't decide who moved the luggage. We would be like, do we need to call somebody? That, that would be like the final red yeah. flag, you know. Yeah. Like uh, I'm just so thankful he used you and your wife yep. in that example. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because that happened last Tuesday. <laughs> like, um, yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm ready to say that it's better or worse than Transformers. I think worse. Well, I definitely think worse. I, I, I haven't watched enough of it, but I will say it's weirder than Transformers. That's Transformers surprising. is Transformers is basically it comes out and it's like okay this is going to be a show about robots that turn into cars and get into fights on Earth and it's basically that there's maybe too many masturbatory jokes in it but, <laughs> but besides that it's mostly what it says it's yeah. going to be this I really think is supposed to be a feel good family comedy and it did not make me feel good it bums <laughs> me out watching it's, it's Cleveland too it's right? a, <laughs> Cleveland just is awful yeah. place. <laughs> It's just supposed to be funny that Raymond is the butt of all the jokes and everyone just abuses him all the time. I I think Raymond... The thing is, like, all those other people are fucking crazy, though. Raymond just needs to pop somebody in the mouth. It's, Except <laughs> for the dad. The fucking dad's great. I, I can get on board with him all day. The mom's he just good wants too. to eat yeah. and be left alone. No, I mean, the, the mom's funny. Genuinely, yeah. the supporting cast of that show is yeah. great. Brad Garrett's great and both the parents are great. Yeah. I just, when this movie was out, I was I was specifically opposed to it. They're like, oh, it's like Seinfeld for people who ask kids. And I'm like, really? That sounds fucking awful. <laughs> but man, they show it for three hours a night every night on TV land. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll watch it. <laughs> anyway, cool. that's all I got. I have been watching a couple different things. I'm still going on uh, Wolverine, the the Lost Trail, I think it is, this podcast, which is better than the first season so far. Right. I've liked it more. Uh, I haven't listened to the second season yet. The uh, Again, 
Southern accents are terrible. The I mean, Richard Armitage is, of course, returning, but there's one other returning cast person who was the worst person in the cast from last season who was also the worst person in the cast of this season. I really fucking hope that she's dead. Um, <laughs> but uh, otherwise, pretty good. I've, I've actually been enjoying it more than I thought I would. Uh, I watched the uh, Hot Ones, the YouTube show with Idris Elba, our patron yep, saint. I watched that too. Which, watched which well. is worth watching, if only just for his one casting story about getting cast on the wire, which yep. I thought was really yep. great. great. Yep. Yeah. I watched The Lion King, which made me regret not doing an episode about The Lion King. Because, the new one. Yes, the new one. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah, I told you mm-hmm. that. It's, uh, it's, it's really upsetting all the way around, because it, it, the whole movie I just constantly felt like, I would rather, like, I just want to, it's the same scenes. There's yep. no, like. But just a little worse. But just a little worse. Yep. Just a little <laughs> tiny bit worse. And I think it's, it's, it's a, a mixture of a lot of different things. You know, there's more, there's more, like, color visual contrast that you can do with cartoons. You can be more expressive with the faces than you can yeah. with real lion faces. I think that there's just, like, a little, a lot more small moments in the cartoon than in the, in the live, live action, quote unquote, one. But. What do you think of Chiwetelli? He's good. That's the best part, I think. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, again, you know, performance-wise, I think, you know, I think they over and undersell different parts of his personality that, again, they do better in the cartoon. It's just that I hate to be that guy, but that, that's just all, every single scene was like, oh, this is better. In the... Didn't you think Baby Simba was more of an asshole? Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah. Uh, and, and definitely the Donald Glover thing is a problem. Yep. But Billy Eichner and uh, Seth Rogen as Timon and Pumbaa are great. And, uh, you know, John Oliver's Zazu is appropriate. Didn't you so. think Beyonce also took you out of it? Too much. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, right? For, uh, for musicals, with the exception of the other musical movie that she's in, Dreamgirls, where it's appropriate for a character, you're not necessarily trying to, like, prove to people that you're a good fucking singer. You're singing the notes that your character is supposed to be singing to be singing the song that right. that character is supposed to be expressing. Beyonce is freewheeling a lot here, and it's great, like, you know, cool, Beyonce, you can do that shit, but I'm just trying to listen to the fucking song that's, like, expressing the story of the Lion King, and I feel like you're taking me out of it. I don't know. I have a lot of fucking problems with it. It's worse than Transformers, if only because it just constantly reminds you that there's a better movie out there mm, to watch. Yeah, great. And uh, the only other thing I started watching this week is uh, a new anime, <laughs> instead of Mindhunter, <laughs> called Assassination Classroom, which is about... A weird octopus creature who uh, destroys the moon and then tells the earthlings that he will destroy all of earth in one year. But in the meantime, he's going to teach the lowest ranking middle school class at a prep school for a year. And it's the weirdest fucking show I've ever seen. And I'm kind of into it. Uh, the, The whole point is the classroom of middle schoolers, he teaches them to like try and get into college but they also are allowed to constantly try and assassinate him at any time that they want, uh, you know, with the intention that killing him will save the planet in a year. It's a very strange premise. It's m- much more endearing than it sounds. I recommend it. I like it so far. Sounds good. Yeah. What's it on? Uh, Hulu. Hmm. All anime is on Hulu. Of course. Fuck Netflix. Yeah. Whenever Disney Plus comes out, it is fuck it's Netflix. Gonna I don't. Be I don't think. Netflix. Yeah. I'll. I will watch BoJack Horseman, and that's fucking it. But yeah, that's it for me. Anybody else? Nope. That's it. All right. What are we doing next week? We don't know. We don't know. We haven't talked about. We'll it. Figure right. it out. Probably another topic episode of some kind. Because yeah, summer's over. So I don't think there's time. anything. Unless you want to do Door of the Explorer? <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Kind of do. <laughs> You have a reason to go see it. <laughs> but cool. Well, thank you guys for listening. Please rate and subscribe and tell all your friends. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, if you want to tell us why you think Edgar Wright or Danny Boyle is the better director, you can reach us at betterthantransformers.gmail.com or on our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Real Phonies and Real underscore Phonies on Instagram. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys next week. Later.